Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger. With me, as always, is my spellcasting sidekick, Bebop, but Bebop, ha ha ha, no spells. You're not doing anything to me. My voice sounds completely normal. Oh, yeah, about that, Jonathan. Oh, no. Grobop. What is Grobop? Why do I... I sound like you, Bebop. Yeah, you do sound like me. That was a spell sent to us by Caleb and Quinn from San Diego. It makes your voice sound like my voice. Oh, no, this is awful. You know what? I have to admit, this is kind of awful. Wait, are you saying that or am I saying that? Wait, who are you and who am I? Oh, no, Bebop, are we becoming one person? I don't know, Bebop, I mean Jonathan, I mean Bebop, I mean Jonathan. Ah! Oh, no, this is Jonathan. Uh... I, we need to figure this out. We need to reverse the spell. In the meantime, if you remember what happened in the last episode, uh, something happened. I don't know. Finn and Foggy were escaping the Shakespeare, and the Shakespeare was being blown up by a giant missile, and we don't know what's going to happen to them. Let's find out what happens in the next uh, adventure of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. Where are we? the Shakespeare, tearing a giant hole in the space station. Yep. Said Foggy. Seems like we did the right thing. Foggy and Finn flew on for hours. They were silent almost the entire time. Finn was in shock. His friends had cast spells that made them disappear. The Shakespeare had been wrecked by magical missiles. The Marlowe was light years away. He and Foggy were alone on an explorer pod, not knowing where they headed. And the one person who could tell them where they were going was his former arch nemesis, turned sword of ally, turned magical monster, who was on the Shakespeare when it got hit. So, not good. After some time, Foggy plugged into the pod and powered down to recharge and Finn drifted in and out of sleep. He wasn't sure what was real and what was a dream because he kept thinking he saw something outside the pod. He would wake up, look out the window, and swear he saw Abigail floating outside. But then he would fall asleep, and it would be Elias. But he would be bright green. One time he swore he saw Vale, but like Vale was a magic jammer, as if someone had made a bright green balloon animal version of Vale and fired it at the explorer pod. But when Finn woke Foggy to see, the balloon animal Vale was not there, and Finn chalked it up to a waking dream. The next time Finn saw something outside the explorer pod window, Foggy was already awake. Do you see that, Foggy? Finn pointed out the window. Or am I imagining it? That thing? Asked Foggy. Yeah, I'm glad you're awake. So... I know I'm not going crazy. That's there, right? Foggy nodded. Is that thing a good thing or a bad thing? Finn stared at it. 
outside the explorer pod window, somehow, was the chest that contained the scrolls that belonged to the magical aliens. Inside the chest were the spells that turned the Marlowe into a planet and then back into a space station again, that turned an abandoned planet into a home for explorer doppelgangers and had made all of Finn's friends disappear. They had left it behind on the Shakespeare and now here it was floating outside. Shoo, said Finn. Shoo, shoo, bad chest, go away. Not surprisingly, the chest didn't seem to speak English and it kept floating outside the pod. Finn looked back at Foggy, who shrugged. Would you like me to go out there and bring it inside? Said Foggy. Are you kidding me? Said Finn. The last thing we need is the temptation to open it and start reading off spells. Finn and Foggy just stared out the window at the floating magical chest. Suddenly, it lurched toward the pod and bumped against the window. Foggy looked at Finn, but Finn just shook his head. The chest lurched and bumped again. But still, Finn was going to ignore the chest as best he could. The chest, though, kept bumping at the window. Foggy stood and peered at it. Is it knocking? He said. I think the magical chest is politely knocking on our space pod window, and I bet I am the first robot in the universe to say that sentence. I don't care if it was ringing the doorbell and it was selling cookies outside our window. There's no way I would let it in, said Finn. A doorbell rang. Oh, you gotta be kidding me, said Finn. He looked at the chest. A box of thin mint cookies floated outside the Explorer pod and an order form unfurled next to it. This is insane, said Finn. Maybe we should just let it in, said Foggy. It feels rude. If it's handing out cookies, you know it's what Vale would have wanted us to do. No, said Finn. That's what it wants us to do. The chest opened and a scroll floated out and unrolled. What does it say? Asked Foggy, leaning in for a closer look. No, don't read it, shouted Finn. It could be a spell. It says, this is not a spell, said Foggy, reading the scroll. It is a simple request to let us in. Just then, the Explorer pod hatch began to unlock. No, shouted Finn. He frantically pressed the buttons on the controls to lock down the hatch and threw his hands around the lock itself to prevent it from slipping. You see, he said, I told you it was a spell. I can't believe I fell for that, said Foggy. Another scroll floated out of the chest and plastered itself to the window. Don't look, shouted Finn. Close your eyes. Foggy and Finn shut their eyes. For a long time, they flew like that, Finn's hand wrapped around the hatch lock, but neither of them opening their eyes or moving at all. I'm going to open my eyes, said Foggy. Okay, said Finn, but just peek to see if the chest is still there. Don't read anything. Oh, shoot, said Foggy. It's still there, said Finn. Yes, said Foggy. And you read the new scroll, didn't you? Yes. And what did it say? It said... This one is totally not a spell, I promise. Please, please tell me you don't believe that, said Finn, his eyes still squeezed shut. I mean, it didn't say it's totally not a spell, and it promised, said Foggy. Ah, oh, the doorbell again, said Finn. Don't answer that! Oh, shoot, said Foggy, who had again opened his eyes at the sound of the doorbell. Foggy, said Finn, have a little self-control. 
I can't help it. I was programmed to be polite. I can't ignore a doorbell besides. It's true, said Foggy. What's true, said Finn. It totally wasn't a spell. The floating magical chest full of spells that showed you one of its spells that was a spell suddenly showed you one that isn't a spell? I'm 100% positive, said Foggy. Why, said Finn. Because it said... No, don't tell me what it said! But it was too late. Foggy did tell Finn what it said. And when he said those words, the Explorer Pod suddenly blinked out of existence. And then back again, like it had been shrunken down to the size of an electron, squeezed through an atom, and then popped back out again, coming to an abrupt stop. Foggy? said Finn. He still hadn't opened his eyes. Foggy, can you hear me? Buddy! There was no sound, no movement, and Finn felt the pit of his stomach drop out when he realized he was alone in the explorer pod. I have to open my eyes, don't I? he said, but no one answered. Reluctantly, Finn opened his eyes. The single scroll was still plastered to the window. Beyond it, there was nothing. Pitch black. No stars, no planet, no magical chest ringing the doorbell. Nothing. He looked at the words on the scroll that Foggy had said before he disappeared, and Finn read them aloud. We're here. But nothing happened. He looked out the window at the void beyond. Seems more like we're nowhere, he said. All right, so Finn is alone. There's no Foggy, no Vale, no Abigail, no Elias, no Bunts, nobody. Just Finn in a void with his Explorer pod in a single spell. What's going to happen? What's he going to do? How is he going to get to the magical planet? And what are all those spells in that chest and the magical aliens doing that put him in this place? I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to wait until, let me think about it, next week to see what happens. So I want to say thank you to everybody who's sending in spells. Uh, I guess thank you to Caleb and Quinn for that spell that made me sound momentarily like Bebop. That was terrifying. I was afraid I would never get my voice back. But here it is. Which means we can do another episode next week. So keep sending in those spells. We got some more ideas, got some more cool things happening in the next couple of weeks using some of your listener spells. So thank you again, and we will see you next week. Bye, bye, bye. All right, thanks again for hanging out with us. Thanks for sending in all your spell ideas. Keep sending them in. Don't send them to Bebop, please. I don't want any more slipper fires in here. But please do send them to earth at fincaspian.com. Subject line, spells. The Alien Adventures of Fincaspian is a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Our intern is, of course, Emerson Messenger. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, the recently voted the nicest human in the universe. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. Whew. Sorry, I ran out of breath for a second there. 
For more great podcasts for your family, go to gzmshows.com and we will see you next week. Okay, I fixed it so Jonathan sounds like himself and not like me anymore. Oh, wait. What? Oh, no. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history.